1420 WBSM presents Ray Lance and the USA Wealth Group alongside Phil Paleologos. Get your finances in order. Money Wise starts now. It certainly does on this Sunday morning with Ray Lance. Nobody I'd rather be with on this Sunday morning, except being in church that I will be in just a little while, Ray. But uh, being next to you is kind of like being in church because you do such great things for families. It is uh, just a pleasure. And uh, I think it's a real moral plus. What you do with families, it, it does. It has kind of like a spiritual uh, uptick to it. You've just ruined my first joke. You're kidding! By talking about a moral plus. Well, I was wondering if you were trying to, you know, <laughs> oh, equate no. him to some religious figure and, and thinking you don't need to stroke his ego. And then I'm thinking, well... Cleanliness is next to godliness. Yes. Or are you saying that he's really clean? I'm not, I wasn't sure where you were going with it. You're actually very close. We're going to talk about his underwear in just a moment. <laughs> but, but anyway, thank you very much, Phil, for uh, that it's a kind pleasure. introduction. And ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Money Wise, brought to you every Sunday morning by USA Wealth Group. Welcome, Peter Lance. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning, Phil. Good morning, Peter. And welcome morning, to our special guest, my good friend, my brother, my fellow Master Mason, Brody Houtman. Good morning, Brody. Hey, Brody. Good morning, Ray. Good morning, guys. Good morning. Brody is a budding, becoming, already a computer expert nerd, um, and he just knows a lot about computers, and we've been having some great discussions. And that's a term of endearment. It is a term yeah. of endearment. Nerd <laughs> is a term of endearment when it comes to computers. Indeed. Because our lives are run by computers. So today we're going to talk about something really important, and I hope that you, you our listening audience, is able to spend as much time as possible, because we're going to talk about some ideas about protecting yourself from cybersecurity. And boy, is this a serious, serious subject. And I would like to uh, sort of expand on Brody's introduction and explain why you said he's your brother, because Brody is also a Master Mason, a uh, member of Star in the East Lodge, and he is also uh, the son of Paula at the office, which uh, I'm sure most of the radio listeners know who she is. She's a wonderful uh, person, and we've known her for, gosh, probably close to 20 years now. Yeah. So uh, Brody is her son. Yes, and um, we're thrilled to have him here. Uh, we exchange ideas. He's helped us in the office when we've had a few computer problems now and then. And uh, so, Brody, it's great to be with you this morning. Yeah, it's great to be here. I'm happy to uh, help out with whatever I can talk about today. Well, we've got some exciting things we're going to talk about. We're, mostly we're going to talk about how serious a problem cybercrime is, cyber hacking, cyberbullying, cyber sexting, um, We've got so much to share with you today, but we're also going to talk about some specifics of things that you might want to know and things that I've just learned in the last couple of days that can be used to protect yourself from having your data stolen. Mm -hmm. And I'm sure that there's a lot of people listening to us today who have had problems with credit cards or having their computer hacked or having viruses put onto their computers. Um, so let's get started. So, Phil. Yes. How often do you change your underwear, typically? <laughs> Daily. Daily. I'm glad to hear it. <laughs> because how often do you change the passwords on your computer? On my computer? Yeah. Uh, your cell phone. I don't know if I ever have on, <laughs> on Or one your of credit them. cards. 
I think he's trying to tell you every time you change your underwear to change your passwords. No, not quite so often, but here's my first quote for the day, which I thought was really appropriate. Passwords yeah. are like underwear. Let's see if I can read this. The print is very small. You shouldn't leave them out where other people can see them. You should change them regularly, and you shouldn't loan them out to strangers. <laughs> All right. So that's the meaning of the... Underwear reference, ladies and gentlemen. So next time you think of your underwear, think of the passwords on your computers <laughs> because it's serious, right, Pete? Peter's giving me this awful look. Oh, I'm just thinking of the vending machines that they have in Japan, but that's another story. But oh, you God. know, here at the radio station, the corporation forces us to change passwords oh, very often. I would say maybe every six weeks. Mm-hmm. There yes. are some companies that do that. Um, yes. They, they absolutely And we can't you. access it, Peter, uh, if we don't. Yep. And they give you a countdown. You have 11 days, 10 days, whatnot. Mm-hmm. It's, that's the rule here. It's really serious. There are things that we're going to talk about today that businesses need to know as well as individuals need to know. And a quick question that we'll talk about a little bit later. I wonder how many business people listening today are small business owners have a policy in their office for cybersecurity, what you can do, what you cannot do on a computer. I wonder how many people have a written policy on that. And all it takes is one employee to go on one wrong website or open up one wrong email, and that can really open up your entire uh, database. That's right. That reached. Yep. We're wow. going to tell a couple stories shortly on at least two local people who have had serious financial issues um, because of computer hacking and ransomware and so forth. But um, I want to give you one other quote that sort of highlights this. And we also have some interesting quotes from James Comey, our FBI director, on the subject of cybersecurity. I'm not a fan of his. I think he's, he's just a really said interesting that he hates guy. The Patriots. Uh, well, no, <laughs> he didn't say right. that. No. He said he, he said he was a fan of the Giants, I believe. Oh, no, he said I hate the Patriots and I want them to lose. Oh, I didn't know that. Well. Yeah, I wasn't talk about too him. impressed by that <laughs> I myself. He, I believe he ended that quote with saying how it's because of how excellent the Patriots are. So, yeah. <laughs> See? He did say something nice then about the Patriots. He was relating Russia with the Patriots, and that was his, his sort of foray into that. Well, here's a quotation from a gentleman named Bruce Schneller. Schneier, I can't pronounce his name. I am regularly asked what the average Internet user can do to ensure his security. My first answer is usually nothing. You're screwed. <laughs> but and, and unfortunately, there was an article that I was reading to prepare for the show the other day that a lot of people don't think that there is uh, a privacy anymore because of all these things that we have out there and all these different passwords. But there is, and there are certainly things that you can do about it to make sure that your life and your passwords and your financial um, information is secure and more private. Well, there are, in fact, some things you can do, but let's talk just a little bit about the problem first. And um, Brody, by the way, is a student right now studying uh, computer studies, and uh, I'm going to strongly encourage that you continue your studies in the area of cybersecurity because <laughs> that is the field, in my opinion. So I would like you to know that um, approximately um, – well, actually, just under, slightly under one year ago, hackers breached major law firms in New York City, including Kravath & Wheel, which is a well-known firm, Kravath, Swain & Moore, 
and Wheel, Gottschall, and Manges, it's called, two separate law firms. They represent Wall Street banks and Fortune 500 companies, and their computer systems at the law firms were hacked, and there was private data that was stolen. Uh, they issued public relations statements saying that there was a limited breach of their systems, but nevertheless, to think that major Wall Street law firms can be attacked is incredible. There was a conference in February of this year on uh, cybersecurity in San Francisco. It's the uh, uh, conference called the RSA Annual Conference Strictly on Cybersecurity Threats. And they said the threat level now, right now, is code red. Wow. Uh, very serious. There's unprecedented involvement between uh, coming from the Russians, for example, including events that led up to the presidential election. There was a, something called a botnet attack that took out major websites on the whole East Coast one day uh, uh, last fall. And so then there's a third thing that they're talking about, something called um, s cyber ransom or ransomware. And we're going to talk about that in just a moment as well. So the nature of the problem is, let me ask you this question, Peter. What kind of devices, and Brody, you can chime in as well, what kind of devices do we have to worry about today in terms of cybersecurity? I mean, Brody would be a better person to answer that, but I mean, there's so many different personal computers and All phones right. and everything so else. So Brody, give us an example. What kind of things, what kind of things that we own could be impacted by cyber attacks? I mean, I think the question is, what isn't uh, a liability at this point? Uh, we have computers, notebooks, cell phones, iPads, TVs, uh, maybe microwaves, no, cameras on top of your computer monitor, your car, credit cards, you know, it just, the list goes on, and it's... Sure, people don't think about their yeah. cars being something that could be hacked. Yeah, I think Absolutely. it was the Today Show like six months ago had a, a somebody, a, a professional hacker, go in and hack into somebody's car without anybody even in it and was able to drive the car around a parking lot. Yeah, taking over their systems by their in the computer. Car. Yeah. If you think about it, and we don't realize it, our, our cars themselves are sort of mini computers today. There's so many systems in our cars that operate on computers. That's it. I'm convinced. I'm moving to Montana and moving off the grid. Well, then you better check out your horse. <laughs> but there's been jokes recently about, you know, your microwave is bugged and people can listen to you on your microwave. But apparently some of the Samsung televisions um, can be turned into a two-way listening device. Yeah, anything that can be uh, connected to a, the Internet is pretty much a liability. So, yeah, microwaves, they're not completely out at this point. And then but you have Alexa. The uh, oh, yeah. Amazon uh, Echo, which we have, and somebody the other day was talking on the radio saying, "It's always listening for you. It's waiting for you to say Alexa, yeah. you know, and, with, and have a command. So it's always listening. So what is it listening and recording? Is it listening and sending that information anywhere? What is it doing?" Well, how about your cameras? You know, I was looking at a new camera recently, and now th some of the more contemporary, some of the newer cameras are Wi-Fi enabled. Why? because we want to be able to send our pictures immediately when we take them when we're on vacation. We want to send them back to our family. So what you can literally now do on Canon and Nikon and some other brand cameras, you can take a picture and you can immediately send it out on the Internet. So if you can do that, that also means that somebody else can access your camera and see what kind of pictures you're taking or capture your data. So don't take pictures of your girlfriend or your wife or things like that. And I would imagine, Brody, you would have a, a better answer for this, that anything 
that you can get access to that has access to other equipment, you can probably find a way in that way. For example, if there's a Bluetooth wireless printer, Absolutely. if you can get in through that printer, then you can probably get your way from there into the computers. Yeah, anything with like a Wi-Fi adapter, anything that connects to something else, there's a way in if there's a way out, you know what I mean? Hmm. So... Yeah, everything is susceptible. And so perhaps you're listening right now saying, well, you know, I don't really use a computer very often, so I'm not concerned about it. I wonder how many people have one of those little cameras sitting up on top of their computer because once in a while they want to send their picture to whoever they're talking to on the computer. Mm. Um, I used to think this was a joke, but if you've got one of those little cameras... um, Brody, can somebody else look and see what you're doing? Uh, Yeah, absolutely. I mean... Uh, icons as big as Mark Zuckerberg and Bill Gates, they all tape off their cameras on their phones and their computers. Um, if guys like that are doing it, then why shouldn't you, you know? With webcams. Yeah. Uh, you know, we put a little piece of paper right over it <clears throat> so they can't look in. But isn't that scary to think that of somebody can do is. that? The other thing they can do, if they've, if they've got a camera and they, they has two-way access and they can look and see what you're doing... They can also follow your keystrokes and see what you're typing. What goes out can come in. Right. <laughs> How about your wallet, Pete? How about your wallet? Can somebody find out what's in your wallet without taking your wallet out of your pocket? Is this a Capital One commercial? No. <laughs> <laughs> what's in your wallet? Uh, oh, absolutely. And I think that, and, and again, Brody might have more information on this, but the new chips on the debit cards and credit cards, isn't that now uh, easier to hack than the old magnetic stripe, even well, though it was supposed to be better? Yeah, actually, it was supposed to be, you're right, it was supposed to be another layer of security, but now they can be scanned um, just as well as the old magnet- magnetic strips could have been, and I think it's just another layer of vulnerability at this point. And by the way, if you're at an ATM, let's say it's outdoors, and you got people standing around near you, they can simply turn on the video on their cell phone, and they can record what you're doing and they can see the numbers that you're punching in, and then they can visit the ATM after you and take more money out of your account. On the way here, I stopped to get a hmm. uh, coffee, and the woman behind the counter said that while her father was um, in a nursing home, somebody had hacked his uh, te- uh, debit card and credit card information and was using it over in Europe um, on wow. all kinds of you know fancy things and spending all of his money. All right, so if you're not convinced so far, ladies and gentlemen, that we have a real problem today, um, how about the fact that you can have your wallet in your pocket and somebody can use an RIDF reader, which is a radio frequency reader, and they can read off a credit card that's in your wallet in your pocket? But you never thought about that one before. So I've just purchased a wallet, and it has arrived, and it has a screen, a little thin screen on both sides of the wallet. So what's inside can't be read through my wallet. Um, and for traveling purposes, I bought a little shoulder bag, for example. And the out, you can put your passport and you can put you know, your wallet and things inside that. And the outside edge of both, both sides of this bag are RIDF protected, so people can't read through the bag. I'll do you one better. Uh, I, I wear a fanny pack right around my, my stomach chest area and I think I, you should hide that yes yeah and I use I use the um, the lead vest that they give you when they do x-rays I just wear that all the time now <laughs> you're just concerned about kryptonite Peter. Oh my God. <laughs> all right we'll move on so if you're not convinced yet I want to give you two other things to think about real quickly 
Anybody in your family, anybody you know, ever been involved in cyberbullying? Yes. On the internet? Yes, Brody? Oh, yeah. My, uh, my mom, actually, she was, uh, without saying too much, was in a relationship, and somebody was very angry at one of them and used a lot of their own information against them to mm -hmm. just basically harass and make their life all really miserable. Mm -hmm. And by the way, that's a crime. Absolutely. But the criminal statutes really haven't kept pace with the nature of the violations today. Well, so, it's just gotten crazy. I mean, it, it, you know, you go on Facebook and any public post that where anybody can comment, everybody's just bashing each other. I mean, it, that's just, you know, minor cyberbullying, never mind really getting into something personal uh, with someone that you might not like for whatever reason. You go on any post and you just see all this bashing back and forth. It's ridiculous nowadays. Mm -hmm. So I want to mention two other very quick things, and then we're going to get a lot more specific on things that you can do to protect yourself. Um, how about your medical records? Anybody out there have anything at all in your medical records that you wouldn't want somebody else to see? Everybody, right? Yeah. You know, everybody has something in their sure. medical records. Your medical records are private, and you wouldn't want people to have access to your medical records for whatever reason whether you're taking certain uh, pills or prescriptions or you've had certain kinds of treatments or you have a disease. Uh, these are very intensely personal things. So how would you feel if somebody had access to your medical records through the Internet and so forth? And guess what, ladies and gentlemen? It's happening. We're going to tell you some things that you should not share with your medical providers, like your Social Security number, for example. And then the last thing I want to mention real quickly is what about your kids? What about your grandkids? So if you think you're taking care of yourself, um, Peter, you've got three kids, and they use uh, cell phones, and they play games, and so forth. They look at their information is no longer private. And it's a real serious concern today. So, Well, you, your point just brought up something uh, that nowadays everybody is about information gathering. Every company, every place you go, to the doctor, uh, to, you know, Sears, to anywhere. They want to know your zip code. They want to know if they can get your email address. I mean, everybody is information gathering nowadays. And it's sort of like, when does it stop and where does it end? I applied for some additional life insurance recently. I haven't even discussed this with you. On the application, it asked me all kinds of medical information as well as financial information. And then when I had the paramed come to draw blood and take my blood pressure. She asked the exact same questions and wrote it on a different form. And then I had to do a 15-minute phone interview, and they asked the exact same questions that I had already disclosed to the paramed and on the application. It's so three times you gave the same information. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. No, it's, it's, uh, it's scary. And by the way, Sears is going under, so... So long, Sears. <clears throat> Not um, surprised, I was going to mention that, too. actually, as a side note to today's show. If uh, anybody is working for Sears and you've got a pension plan, you've got a 401k plan, get in touch with our office at USA Wealth Group right away. Uh, call us at 508-998-8858 or visit us at usawealthgroup.com. We're located at 352 Fonts Corner Road. Um, I heard that very recently also. And the funny thing is, I said a couple of weeks ago, I said, I'll give Sears five years before they're gone. Hmm. I think they're going to be gone in a year. Oh, yeah. Kmart, too. Yep, Kmart and Sears. I think they're going under. 
And it's a product of people buying stuff on Amazon and so forth. And now Walmart is spending billions trying to um, compete with Amazon. Compete with Amazon. Oh, yep. sure. Yeah. But um, what's, what you're going to find is that a lot of people at Sears, employees at Sears or Kmart, who may have 401k plans, ought to be real concerned about meeting with people like Peter and myself and finding out what you can do with rolling your pension plan out uh, into an IRA account and things of that nature. And there are ways to do that for many people. So give us a call. We're happy to help. So we've talked about what devices are reachable today. And it's basically everything. It's your cell phone. It's your tablet. It's your computer. It's your car. How about your security monitor if you have a, a security cameras outside your house? What about if you go away on vacation and you've said, well, I'm okay because I can use my Apple iPad and I can look and see what my cat and my dog are doing inside of my house. Well, somebody else can hack into that, and they can realize that you're not inside your house. So there's all kinds of things. Everything is vulnerable today. Let's talk very quickly, um, Brody and Pete, about some of the things that have happened internationally. Russia hacked into the electric grid in the Ukraine and shut down the entire electric system in the country. Mm. Okay. Uh, their system in Ukraine was supposedly more protected, more sophisticated than the electric system in our country. So our electric grid can be vulnerable. Uh, the United States and Israel, um, what was it called? Something net, Bucksnet, Trexnet, I forget what the name of that was. Uh, the United States and Israel combined to attack the um, uranium enriching systems in Iran. Uh, what do they call those things uh, that go round and round? You know what I'm talking about? Ferris wheels? Yes, you have a Ferris wheel on your head, by the way, this morning. I <laughs> forgot to tell you, but I'm glad you mentioned it. So um, I can't think of the word at the moment. Well, the things with that enrich, regard to uh, re uh, uranium? Yeah, the things that enrich uranium. The we attacked the systems in um, Iran and shut them down and caused major damage. We basically destroyed it for a while. We have the capacity in this country to attack other countries. And other countries have the capacity to do the same, and that's what's scary is China, Russia, and North Korea are, are trying more and more and more to see what they can do. Yep, and we are too. The United States has also had cyber attacks against North Korea trying to tackle their missile system. Um, Russia, um, as far as we know, did major hacking during the recent election and the uh, Democratic information and Hillary Clinton's campaign. So it's out there, folks. Uh, we have to worry about electric grids, transportation systems, airline systems. So let's go on and talk about phishing and emails, um, gentlemen. And does anybody know what phishing is? PH phishing. PH is for phishing. Yeah. Not the kind of phishing where you're catching fish. So We're not going for scup this time? No, they're going for information. They're <laughs> phishing for information. It's basically an online con where they're trying to get information. They're trying to get your identity. They've attacked major companies, including Snap, S-N-A-P, which is sort of like Google and some of the other big companies. They shut them down for a while. But um, in the year 2016, uh, it was estimated that 5,000 new phishing sites popped up every single day. And it's not just in this country, it's Canada, it's Russia, it's all kinds of countries are trying to 
reach into your emails, ladies and gentlemen, your company's emails, your personal emails, and get information. Usually happens with email. You click on something that you shouldn't. The bottom line is if you don't know where it's coming from, I would just hit delete button, wouldn't you, Brody? Yeah, the thing is, though, sometimes these uh, criminals, these hackers, they create pages that look just like your bank's. So you think you're just responding to a bank newsletter or something, and they end up getting all your information, and uh, it's really difficult to defend against. Mm. I read a story just recently mm -hmm. um, where a lady got something from Bank of America, and she was about to click on it and look at her account, and she noticed there was a misspelling in the main name, Bank of America. Well, the she other realized th it was a hoax. The other thing also is that if you're dealing with any kind of banks or any of those websites, it should be from uh, HTTP, you know, the secure, exactly, the yeah. HTTPS uh, secure uh, email. So I didn't know that. And there was something the other day that I received supposedly from eBay, and just the subject line, I knew that it wasn't really from eBay, so I didn't even bother to open it. I just deleted it. But it's really hard today. When we come back right after a short break, we're going to be talking about ransomware, how to protect your medical records, how to protect your computer, uh, and really important subject. If you learn nothing else today, Brody's going to talk to you about something called VPN and something that you should use if you're ever on a public Wi-Fi site. So... Stay tuned, ladies and gentlemen. We'll be right back. Welcome back to MoneyWise, ladies and gentlemen. Thank you so much for being with us. Every Sunday morning, USA Wealth Group brings you a show designed to show you how you can protect your family and protect your money. And today we're talking about cybersecurity. We have with us as a guest, Brody Houtman. Uh, welcome back, Brody. Thank you for being here this morning. Thank you for having me today. And Peter Lance, thank you for being here. Of course, always. And we're talking about cybersecurity because every single thing that we do, ladies and gentlemen, every single device that you have, unless it doesn't have electronics in it, but every single electronic device you have has a danger of giving information out to somebody mm. else. What do you do when a, a sign comes up on your computer screen Okay, and it says, uh, alert, you have just, you know, uh, been hacked or something like that. You call this number immediately, Actually, and you can't get out of it. Yeah, um, so my father-in-law basically just ran into the same issue you were talking about just a couple days ago, and he called me right up, and he was like, I'm, I'm going to shut the computer off. I don't know what to do. And I said, wait, just close out. You most likely just clicked a wrong link. So he was trying to go to eBay, and he, he typed it into Google, as many people do, and he clicked the top link, which was just the scam site. It was it was eBay dot something else, not dot com. So that's how simple it is to get you. Yeah, it really is. It's very simple. You can Google something, and absolutely the first couple of things on on the search could be a false uh, website. You mm -hmm. know, looking like it's what you're looking for, and you have to be careful. Yeah. When in doubt, click it out, I guess is the first but answer. You can't. All right, so here's what you can do then. Um, you could hit the escape button, right, Brody? Yeah, you could try uh, Control-Shift-Escape, which brings up your task manager, and you end the task from there, and it completely shuts it down. And I guess the other thing you could do, because I've had to do this before, is you could hit the power button and just shut the power off. That's right. 
and just shut it off entirely. Once in a while, I'll get onto something on my phone by accident because uh, I'm pretty careful about what I'm looking at. Uh, but once in a while, you get onto something, and you're like, whoa, whoa I didn't want to get into this. And I immediately close all apps, um, which uh, I think you have to do it individually with Apple. I'm not sure, but with uh, Android, you can just press one button yeah. and close all apps. And then sometimes, uh, just to be on the safe side, I'll even restart my phone. Yep. Yeah. And there have been occasions when we have shut the power button off and we still can't get it to work right and then what we'll actually do is unplug the plug from the wall or from the power strip because we always use power strips to protect against power surges or we'll click the button off on the power strip and then just restart everything back up again hmm. and that should also eliminate your problem interesting and i'm not a computer expert i'm i'm a somebody who's totally afraid of computers peter's making those faces again <laughs> right click Right click, Dad. <laughs> <laughs> I get the same treatment, Ray. Don't worry. No. I get no respect. <laughs> none, none. We're right, Rodney, Rodney Dangerfield. <laughs> we get no respect. When I was young, I was so poor. I never mind. <laughs> <laughs> you never could change my underwear. <laughs> no, let me give you a quotation from U.S. Attorney General Eric Holder, who was the past immediate U.S. Attorney General. From criminal syndicates to terrorist organizations to foreign intelligence group to disgruntled employees and other malicious intruders, the range of entities that stand by ready to execute and exploit cyber attacks has never been greater. Wow. So we've had a couple of people uh, leave recently for a couple of reasons, and we just automatically assume that, number one, they're nice people, number two, they're good people. Uh, some of them have even, you know, come back to help us with, you know, answering some questions. But the one thing you got to do when somebody leaves, change all the passwords in your office. You have to assume that whoever has left your employment, uh, if you're a small business, has all your codes and knows all your codes. It's just a smart, safe thing to do. Well, here's or, former FBI Director Robert Mueller that said there are only two types of companies, those that have been hacked and those that will be. Ooh. Yep, and it's absolutely true. It's just a question of time. Let me give you an example. Um, this is ransomware. It's a little later on our agenda, but since we're talking about hacking, this past week, literally, in the greater New Bedford area, there was a company that was hacked by an outside firm that froze their computer and then demanded $100,000 payment in order to make it right and turn it back on again. And, and so they couldn't access any of their own data, any nothing. of their files, any frozen. of their client information, uh, nothing. All the stuff was, was frozen. I'm not going to mention the name <clears throat> of the company. Uh, actually, I don't know the name, but I know the industry. I'm not going to mention the industry. This is in New Bedford. Wow. And, that's scary. Um, they have to bring in experts in computers and try to figure out how to redo their whole system and what can they do to attract, you know, get back their data. I mean, it's happening in our, com our yep. own community. Yeah, it happens at all scales, too. I remember in uh, May of 2000, I think it was the most infamous security breach of all time. It was called the I Love You Computer Worm Virus. It was basically an email sent out to all large corporations, and all you'd have to do is click on it, and it would infect your computer, delete all MP3s, work files, documents, anything of the like, and... It hit everybody. Once it was in your computer, it used your email contact list to get everybody in your in your world, and uh, it ended up costing about $10 billion in damage, 
all around the world, and 10% of the world's internet-connected computers were so, uh, believed to be affected. So a lot of people were just really sucked in by wow. the I love you yeah. and clicked on it and so forth. You know, a lot of the ransomware stuff that I've heard about is smaller amounts. They'll go after somebody's personal computer, and they'll freeze the computer and say, you put $500 on a credit card right now, and we'll go away. We'll make your computer whole again. And they will. They'll, but um, it's a serious, serious problem. As you said earlier, Phil, it's important that about every six weeks, once a month, change the codes, change the passwords. And what else should we do with passwords in general, Brody? I mean, um, Well, I think we should all uh, transcend to something newer in the security world. It's called passphrases, and they use a combination of letters, numbers, special characters, underscores. Um, I and, do that. Yeah, they're much longer now, mm -hmm. So, and you should change them more often. It's a... Uh, it's a big deal now. Yep. There was a story maybe two months ago on CBS Sunday Morning uh, that uh, talked about passwords and how so many people use the same passwords for everything because there's so many different things that require passwords. So once they have one password, that's it. They can get into yeah, everything. They have everything. Mine has 10 combination of letters, marks, and numbers. In this day and age of really fast supercomputers, they can just go through a whole series of possibilities. So you don't use your birth date. You don't use the name of your dog, your spouse. People can find oh, that information. I need to ask Brody, how many people have for their password, password? Oh, man. It's, it's <laughs> so bad that most companies don't even allow you to use password as your password One, two, three, anymore. four, five. Yeah, no, they don't allow that kind of sequence. Peter, it's just, I mean it. it's an issue. Password is my, pa oh my gosh. Yeah. <laughs> huh? Well, there are people that do that. I know. And shame on them when they get hacked. <laughs> so let's talk quickly about medical records. Um, and this is an important subject. Everybody's really concerned about your medical records. Um, even if you think you've got nothing to hide, you know, would you want somebody to know that you're taking diet pills if you're taking diet pills? Whatever it happens to be. Um, Take an extra step. Require two steps to authenticate to get into your medical records, for example, or certainly monitor your accounts. Um, don't give out your social security when you go to the doctor's office. How many times have we talked about that particular little tip on the radio show? They don't need your social security. If it's your Medicare number, it might be the same, although I think the numbers have changed even on Medicare signups now. But if at the most, put down the last four digits of your social security. Put down XXXXX and then the last four digits. Mm -hmm. Or don't put anything. They're not yeah, gonna... They should already have it in their system. Uh, and if not, what do they need it for? Well, minimize the information you have to get them. Uh, don't carry a social card, social security card in your wallet ever. Uh, don't ever put your social security number online. Keep a shredder in your house if you have anything that has personal information like that that should be shredded. Don't just put it in the trash. People go into your trash, believe it or not. So anyway, there are a number of things that you can do to protect records. And um, let's talk about some cost involved of cybersecurity. In the last six months, over 450 million stolen credit card and debit card numbers in this country. 450 million. Our population is about 350, 350 million, by the way. In the past year, corporations spent over uh, almost $600 million after data breaches. 
and uh, internet thefts are estimated to be over a trillion dollars a year. They're staggering numbers. Anybody ever heard about Kmart, Target, Staples, J.P. Morgan Chase, Home Depot? All of them had major problems. So what are some of the things you should do if you find out that a company you've bought stuff at has been hacked, like Target? Change everything. I mean, the, the first thing you do is you call your banks, you, you make sure you check your, your history, and you change everything if you can. That's exactly what I did because a year ago, it was in November 2015, Target got hacked. And so they waited about a month and they told people about it that yeah, a lot of credit card numbers were, were stolen. But don't worry, they didn't get the uh, PIN numbers on the accounts, on the debit cards. Then a month later, they came out with another announcement. We're sorry, they did get the PIN numbers after all. Yeah. What I did in the meantime, as soon as I heard that, I went down to my bank in person and I said, I want to cancel this card and issue me a new card. That's exactly what you got to do. You hear that someplace where you have shopped has been hacked. Don't wait to find out if you're one of the ones impacted. Get rid of your card. Get rid of your Home Depot card. Go down and say, I'm closing this out. I want a brand new card. Or if you paid with a credit card, change the credit card. Uh, cancel it immediately with your company and tell your company to issue you a new one. So a couple of quick things you can do. Um, next, let's talk about, well, we mentioned briefly internet policy. Um, if you don't have an internet policy in your small business, uh, then you're looking for serious, serious trouble. Nobody who works for you, if you're a small business owner, right. should use their computer ever for personal use. You're skipping around in the agenda, so I'm going to skip Go ahead. forward in the agenda because Go. I had already... Um, wanted to discuss this, and it's towards the end of our list of 22 topics. Um, and I want to make sure that this gets out to everyone, because I think this is vitally important. Uh, as many of you know, who are regular listeners, we do a lot of research and put a lot of time into every show prior to the show. Uh, one of the most important things that I read in doing all of this was uh, consumer reports from November 2016 how to protect your privacy, and there's 66 tips on how to protect your privacy, and I'm not going to go through them all here, but just the first three when I read this the other day, it was amazing how useful and helpful they were. Um, I don't think that we can legally reproduce this to give to you, no, um, but if you uh, get in touch with Consumer Reports, I'm sure that you can get a back issue or you can get one on eBay or Amazon. You might be able to pick it up online also. Yeah, it's it's an unbelievably uh, helpful article, one of the most important things I've read, and I'm going to do all 66 of them. Um, it says, uh, do one, some, or all. You Each one personally. will make a big difference. Yep. yep. No, this is, this is uh, I have a, this actually at the very <clears throat> end of my outline for today. Um, this is probably the best article I've ever seen in one simple place um, on cybersecurity. It's called How to Protect Your Privacy. And they have 66 very specific tips. Uh, it's, it's fairly recent. It was November 2016 issue. The very first tip, you can go on to a safe and secure website, enter your email address, and it will let you know if your email address has been breached by over 120 different, um, let me see, 120 known breachers. Uh, wow. 
Uh, and then another tip just in the top three, use 10-minute mail. So anytime you go to sign up for like a rewards uh, you know, card or something else where you want, they want you to get your email address, you enter an email address using this 10-minute mail, and literally 10 or 20 minutes after you enter that email, it's gone. Poof. And that way they don't have your real, real email address. And you don't get all the junk mail and everything else. Yeah. And it doesn't get further spread out. And then locking your screens, there's another quick tip on there. Um, I wonder how many people have a cell phone that has a security feature where you can have to put in four digits or six digits or something to open up your phone and haven't done it. Well, there's also ways, you know, again, a lot of people will do the one, two, three, four if they do have it. So, you know, put a real secure code on so just something simple. Yep. Uh, and don't use the uh, fingerprint um, it's it's proven that it doesn't work as well as having a, a difficult code really? instead. Why is that? I didn't hear that. Uh, I've read a couple of articles about that, that it's uh, it's not very safe and secure to have a fingerprint. Actually, it was that Sunday morning, that CBS Sunday morning, um, said that the people can uh, use different fingerprints and, and get in. Um, there's a company that is using uh, something that measures your heartbeat. To, to have your as your password hmm. um, because everybody's heartbeat is totally uh, independent and individual from everybody else's believe it or not it's more than a fingerprint well, what happens if you're really excited does that mean you can't access your phone yeah <laughs> <laughs> uh, you always have to go there yeah no 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 I mean if you were running or something and you got <laughs> yeah that's what jumping you're up and about. down and then you wouldn't be able to use your phone. But, I mean, there's there's retinal scanners now and uh, there's other things. But if you do have a code uh, that you can put into your phone, put one on and and make it a you know fairly difficult number for people to figure out. But we we should really let people know that they should get that Consumer Reports article. It's very useful. We also, um, being that we're running somewhat out of time, we need to talk about the VPN because that's very important. And Brody's a, a, I want to come to that in one quick second. I do want to mention that for medical records, um, I have a really good article that I can share, would be happy to, uh, which comes from the Scottish Rite magazine also in uh, November. It says, uh, your medical records are secure. Yeah, right. And it talks about children, frequent patients, uh, social media site users, guarding your social security number, insurance cards, don't share, get copies, patient portals, um, destroy unneeded records. It's a good article, one simple page on protecting your medical records. If anybody wants a copy of that, give us a call at USA Wealth Group, 508-998-8858. We'll send it out to you. So, Brody, let's talk about something that I just learned about and then you were telling me about and you were going to talk about today as well. There's something called a VPN number. So here's the question, ladies and gentlemen. How many times do you go to a public area, uh, a business, an airport, and there's free public Wi-Fi? Should you use it? Because you won't get internet service sometimes if you don't use it. What's your advice, Brody? Well, when you go to places like those, um, they, in the tech world, call that a honeypot because you sign into the Wi-Fi and they immediately are able to get all your information. So what can you do about that? Well, you can get something called a VPN, which is a virtual private network. Um, you can find free ones, but I would recommend against those. What you'd want to get is a subscription-based one where um, everything is secured for you. Uh, now, what does it do? I'll, I'll try to explain in the best way I can think of it. Uh, when your computer talks or your tablet talks to a computer on the Internet, 
You and the other computer have to know each other's internet protocol address or your IP address. This is so you can talk to each other. IPs are arranged in blocks and you can tell some things like geographic location or IP ownership by looking at the blocks. Some computers make decisions about what kind of service they'll give based upon your location or who owns your IP. In your case, uh, you would be in the US, so maybe you'd want to visit a website or something in China. Um, you'd have to get an IP based in China. Now, once you have a VPN, you are much more uh, secure and you're, you, you have a right to privacy, I think we can all agree. Um, and it's not going to be foolproof for you. You won't have perfect privacy, but it's a lot better than being completely vulnerable. Well, let me give you an example. Let me ask you a question. I go up to Hawthorne Medical, which is up on Fonts Corner Road. I've been going there for years. Mm -hmm. And the minute you walk in the door, they have free Wi-Fi, but it automatically connects right into your phone. You don't have to touch anything on your phone. You're automatically connected into their system. When we were talking about this the other day, I said, what a wonderful place for someone to go and hack into all kinds of people's information than a hotel. Yep. Go and sit in the lobby of a hotel and get everyone who's on the same Wi-Fi network for free. So VPNs, uh, I'll give you the uh, military phonetics for that. It's uh, Victor Papa November VPN. So if you get a VPN uh, number, is it a number you get or software? Um, it's, it's software. It's an application you put on your phone or your computer. Um, but, yeah. So the first thing you do if you go to the airport, you pull out your cell phone and you want to look at something on your Internet. And you might want to look at your bank accounts. And you're looking at your bank account records on a public Wi-Fi system in an airport. And the guy who's sitting 100 feet away from you is just sitting there watching you do this He's and recording waiting. all your information. Yep. And they sit in there and they wait for this. So if you get a VPN application, you can download this on your cell phone, your Android, your uh, iPhone. Um, you can do a free one or you can do one that costs, what, a couple dollars a month or uh, something? Yeah, it's usually a yearly subscription. So you can get a subscription to a VPN number. And this was the most impressive thing that I found recently because you want to use your phone. And sometimes I've been afraid to tie into the free public Wi-Fi, but then you can't get the service that you need. So I'm going to definitely put this VPN software on my iPhone. And if you have a phone and you ever use public Wi-Fi, don't. Get a VPN application on your phone. Terrific. Well, with that being said, number two of this Consumer Reports article says, stop Wi-Fi imposters. Uh, it says that most uh, laptops, smartphones, and other Wi-Fi-enabled devices automatically connect to familiar networks. It's convenient because nobody wants to enter a password every time, but it can also be risky because a hacker can set up a rogue Wi-Fi network with the same name as a legitimate one, such as you know Google or Starbucks or uh, Marriott Hotel, uh, and trick the gadget, you know your phone, your, your uh, smart device, mm -hmm. into joining that one, and then all of a sudden they've got all your info. Yep. Let me give you a quotation from James Comey, our current FBI director. Cybercrime is becoming everything in crime. Again, because people have connected their entire lives to the Internet, that's where those who want to steal money or hurt kids or defraud go. So it's an epi epidemic for reasons that make sense. That's our current FBI director. 
The other thing he said, which may give you a little bit more comfort, he says, the FBI has built up substantial expertise to address cyber threats, both in the homeland and overseas. Here at home, the FBI serves as the executive agent for the National Cyber Investigative Joint Task Force, which joins together 19 intelligence, law enforcement, and military agencies to coordinate cyber threat investigations. So it's nice to know that it's being taken seriously by the FBI and by a lot of other government agencies. But, um, and I was t- trying to talk earlier about the attack that took place in um, Iran, and I couldn't remember the name of it, but it was Stuxnet. Remember the name? Mm-hmm. S-T-U-X, Stuxnet. Was when it just rolls off the tip of your tongue. I'm surprised you couldn't remember it. Well, <laughs> I didn't remember it. But um, this is a, a serious problem. Mm-hmm. And ladies and gentlemen, I'm going to leave you with one closing thought, which is meant to strike fear into your hearts. Mm-hmm. Doom and gloom, baby. No, this is a serious thing. So you have a baby monitor, and you have a camera in the baby's room, because you think when you go out and the babysitter's in the living room, then you want to be able to check in and see if the baby's sleeping in the crib and all that sort of stuff. The baby's actually hacking into your... True. <laughs> well... Somebody else could sit outside your home, and they could also be watching your baby monitor. you got to get protected. We have so much to talk about, so much to share. Uh, Brody Helpman, thank you so much for being with yes. us today. And Peter, um, serious subject, ladies and gentlemen. We've got some good things we can refer you to for source material. Do something to protect yourself. That's what we try to do at USA Wealth Group every week. Give us a call. Come see us. And stay safe. Stay safe.